This is TechCrunch. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far-off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. Brought to you by Acquia, the trusted platform for open digital experiences. Acquia is made for Drupal, and it powers websites, applications, and online experiences for some of the world's largest brands. Build, design, and run digital experiences quickly and easily at Acquia.com. That's A-C-Q-U-I-A dot com. As Jack Ma and SoftBank part ways, the open and globalized era of tech comes ever closer to an end. By Danny Crichton. It would be one of the greatest startup investments of all time. Masayoshi's son, riding high in the Klieg lights of the 1990s dot-com bubble, invested $20 million into a fledgling Hong Kong-based startup called Alibaba. That $20 million investment into the Chinese e-commerce business would go on to be worth about $120 billion for SoftBank, which still retains more than a quarter ownership stake today. That early check and the rise, fall, and rise of Sun and Alibaba's Jack Ma helped to cement an intricately connected partnership that has endured decades of ferocious change in the tech industry. Ma joined SoftBank's board in 2007, and the two have been tech titans together ever since. So it's notable and worth a minute of reflection that SoftBank announced overnight that Jack Ma would be leaving SoftBank's board after almost 14 years. In some ways, perhaps the news shouldn't be all that surprising. Jack Ma has been receding from many of his duties, most notably leaving the chairmanship of Alibaba last year. Yet one can't help connect the various dots of news that hovers between the two companies and not realize that the partnership that has endured so much is now increasingly fraying and due to forces far beyond the can of the two dynamos. On one hand, there's a pecuniary point. SoftBank has been rapidly selling Alibaba shares the past few years after decades of going long as it attempts to shore up its balance sheet amidst intense financial challenges. According to Bloomberg in March, SoftBank intended to sell $14 billion of its Alibaba shares, and that was after $11 billion in realized returns on Alibaba stock in 2019 from a deal consummated in 2016. It's just a bit awkward for Ma to be sitting on a board that's actively selling his own legacy. Yet there's more here. Jack Ma has become a figure in the fight against COVID-19 and has burnished China's image, and his own, of responding globally to the crisis. In the process, though, there's been blowback, as concerns about the quality of face masks and other goods have been raised by health authorities. And, of course, there's the deepening trade war, not just between the U.S. and China, but also between Japan and China. Japan's government is increasingly looking for a way to find a Chinese exit and become more self-sufficient in its own supply chains 
and less financially dependent on Chinese capitalism. Meanwhile, the Trump administration has been seeking out avenues of decoupling the U.S. from China. Overnight, the largest chip fab in the world, TSMC, announced that it would no longer accept orders from China's Huawei following new export controls put in place by the U.S. last week and its announcement of a new $12 billion chip fab plant in Arizona. SoftBank itself has gotten caught up in these challenges. As an international conglomerate, and with the Vision Fund itself officially incorporated in Jersey, it's confronted the tightening screws of U.S. regulation of foreign ownership of critical technology companies through mechanisms like CFIUS. Its acquisition of ARM Holdings a few years ago may not have been completed if it had tried today, given the environment in the United Kingdom or the U.S., So it's not just about an investor and his entrepreneur breaking some ties after two decades in business together. It's about the fraying of the very globalization that powered the first wave of tech companies, that a Japanese conglomerate with major interests in the U.S. and Europe could invest in a Hong Kong-China startup and reap huge rewards. That tech world and the divide of the Internet and the world's markets continues unabated. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.